Tennessee Wildcast is live on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Hey, we're excited about today's show. We are at Normandy Reservoir at the Barton Springs Barton Springs Public Area. Folks can come out here and fish, launch their boat, have a great day on the water. And uh, right behind me is a brand new pier. As you can see, a fishing pier here built by the TWRA. And we got a few guys back here trying to catch some fish. And uh, you may recognize a few of them. Mr. Doug Markham here behind me, Todd St. John, and Nathan Singer. So they're gonna be with us today and we're gonna be chatting about fishing, everything about fishing. Uh, so we're excited to have those guys with us, but first I want to hit a few current events and chat about uh, some things that are going on at the agency that y'all might want to know about and be a part of. Uh, the big thing that's uh, going on right now is the elk raffle. If y'all had a chance to um, to do an, to get a part, be a part of the elk raffle last year, you know it was a big success for the agency. And, uh, and you, this year they've even stepped up the game. It's pretty awesome. But you can go to twrf.net uh, to... Um, do the elk tag raffle it's $20 a chance or three chances for uh, 50 bucks or 10 chances for a hundred bucks so $20 a chance three for 50 or 10 for a hundred the winning tag or the winning draw uh, first place you get to hunt in the premier elk zone number one you get a best of the west mountain scope rifle uh, a huskamaw blue diamond scope with that and that's and that's gun is valued like at $8,900 and your chance to be on Best of the West Outdoor Television Series, they will um, do that for you. So uh, they'll put you on TV. Second place is a 2019 Polaris Ranger. So if you're the second one drawn, $2,500 at Bass Pro for the third place, a 50 caliber night rifle um, if you're uh, in fourth. And then the fifth place winner or draw from the Elk Raffle will get a, a, a value pack of about $1,100. Uh, that's a cooler. Um, uh, backpack type stuff, uh, boots, and, and more. So uh, go to twrf.net and, um, and get in on the, on the elk raffle. One other thing I want to talk about is uh, free fishing day. June 8th is free fishing day. That's coming up pretty soon. Uh, so make sure you mark your calendars for that. And the free fishing week is uh, the 8th through the 14th of June. Uh, that's on page 26 of our fishing guide. And that uh, looks like this now. You can find it in Walmart or in stores near you. Um, and like I said, page 26 is the free fishing day and free fishing week information. New regulations are on page four. Uh, it's a great uh, thing to have in your boat, have in your backpack, uh, in your tackle box, and that kind of thing. Um, also, I want to mention this real quick. Get your license. It's a, it's a, it's a, a small uh, cost, uh, less than 11 cents a day. You can fish in Tennessee every day of the year. Uh, the, hunt, the hunt and fish combo is $34. The junior combo for ages 13 to 15 is 10 bucks. A one day with no trout, 13 to 64, is $6.50. A one day with trout for 16 to 64, ages 16 to 64, is 11.50. All this can be found on page six and seven of that fishing guide. So, you know, like I said, the $34 fish combo is 11 cents a day, less than 11 cents a day to fish. And you can add a collector's card for five bucks, and that helps uh, helps the agency out as well. And it's a pretty cool collector's deal. So take somebody fishing 12 and under does not need a license, but you may be required to have a few permits depending on what body of water you're fishing on. Uh, so make sure you um, uh, make sure you don't you need or don't need those permits for kids fishing that are 12 and under. So 
All right, I think that hits all my current events. Uh, make sure you go to GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. That's where you'll purchase your licenses. Um, or you can go to TNWildlife.org and, uh, and purchase them there too. So um, let's catch up with these guys. First, I want to bring up a uh, longtime friend, uh, agency, person uh, agency personality, uh, great guy. He uh, worked with us for a long time, Mr. Doug Markham. We're going to pull him up here and, and chat with him. Uh, he was a longtime host with me on this show, and it's great to have him back. Uh, excited to have him here, and he's trying to catch a fish. Doug, did you catch a fish? Uh, 10 or 12. 10 or 12. See, he's already telling fishing stories. Uh, but anyway, Mr. Doug Markham, glad to have him back with us. How you been doing, Good Doug? See Good, Jason. How are you? I'm doing great. So you've been doing some fishing? A little bit. A little bit. I have been uh, in Middle Tennessee fishing a little bit out of Percy Priest. Awesome. So I uh, I, I jumped on your Facebook page uh, yesterday and I found a few pictures which you've been posting. So you have been catching a few. You're not been telling too many stories. Well, there's other people there that let me hold the fish sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, I've got some of them. Yeah, I was. I'm gonna flip through and let people see them. But yeah. you've been catching some bass, some crappie. Uh, even I seen you fishing with Vernon Summerlin. He was mm -hmm. catching some. Uh, he got he caught a, a, a stripe or a white bass. Yeah, caught a bunch of them one day. Catfish yeah. and all that. So. Tell us what you've been using, how much you've been well, – tell us a few fishing secrets. I don't know how tight they can get on this, but, I mean, just something like this. Uh, the other day, we it looks like a men in the water. And this time of year, so many things are, are close to the bank. They're chasing minnows. They're hungry. They're, some of them are spawning or getting ready to spawn. And if you throw anything up there that looks like a minnow or a crawdad, you can catch fish. Mm -hmm. And it might be anything. We caught uh, – uh, a nice channel catfish the other day on a crankbait, which is not terribly uncommon when those minnows get running against the bank. And caught a bunch of white bass or stripe, and caught some nice crappie that were that were just up there with the with the bass and the other fish running around with them for some reason. Yeah, and uh, some really nice fish. Didn't catch a bunch of crappie, but just whatever was in that group chasing minnows. It's just fun. It's a fun time. Find you a good windy bank. And find some minnows on that bank, and you will catch fish. Spring is a great time to be out it there. It is. Yeah, if you're going to go, go now. It's uh, sure. it's fun. I haven't had a chance to get out yet. Nobody, none of my friends have called me. Uh, you know, I thought Doug <laughs> might give me a ring, but no, nah, we've chatted <laughs> it's a few a times. Right? It's just been a, it's been a hard, hard to get together and get out there. And I, we'll do it someday. We'll go. We got. Uh, there's a lot of good fishing ahead, and summertime's trolling time too. If if mm -hmm. uh, I've got to where I like to do that in the last few years, and you can catch a lot of fish trolling. Out in the middle of a lake, just uh, if you find where they get their little pattern going, and they'll be chasing minnows out in the middle too. Cool, so it's a lot of fun. Awesome, and and this shot here, you made it and did some deep sea fishing. Is that right? That's off, off the, the or off the coast, I guess. Off it, and in the fall, you can go down to uh, Florida or Alabama and fish off the bank, and these big redfish in the fall will will uh, will run pretty close to the bank within casting distance, and uh, they're a lot of fun. You might catch one or two a day. You might catch ten. Uh, and, and they just provide a different kind of fishing, take a big, long rod down. You don't have to. You can take a, just a regular rod, but mm -hmm. we like to take surf rods down there just because it's different, and you get you some cut bait and, and throw out and just sit down and wait. Talk to your, talk to your friends and just wait for them to, to yeah. latch on, and they're a lot of fun. That's cool. It looks like a lot of fun. And did you catch anything else other than those? Are you that's odd. Sharks or well, anything? Well, caught a that's a red drum or a red fish. But we also were catching blacks, and those things really fight black drum. Mm -hmm. They're not near as pretty as a red, but they sure do fight good. But we caught those, and uh, my friend Ronnie, two years ago, would catch a shark or two, a small shark there, and you never know. You might catch flounder. You might catch a trout. I think he caught a trout or two. Wow, speckled trout. But that's the main thing 
on these beaches we go to in the fall is that redfish right there. Well, I'm glad you found some time to get out there and, and do some fishing and even get down to Florida and do some of that too. There's you and Vernon doing some fishing there. That's the, the white bass, I guess. and White bass and maybe some small hybrids or stripers in there. We mm-hmm. found a little COVID head wind on it and we probably caught 100. It was a lot of a lot of fun just, just filling Catfish. something by it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that's that's fun. That's awesome. I'm glad y'all had a chance to get out there and do that. And maybe I mean you can get out there soon and yeah. and do some of that. And and that's uh, Todd there with you if you're showing him. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Todd's going to join us. Come on up here, guys. I don't see y'all catching any fish, so you might as well join us. They maybe can't hear me. Come on. Uh, anyway, there's Todd. Uh, I guess y'all went out together. We went out early this year. If you get out on Priest at the right time, you can catch a lot of bass. Today, I think we just had four or five fish. But if you get out there in March at the right time, you can you can just really catch a whole lot of fish from that size up to you know, four, five, six pounds. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get any near that big, but they're just on that bank. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know if people realize how much these fish get on bank still early part of the year, like March. And right. it can be a lot of fun. Well, we're uh – I'm itching to go and, and even want to do some creek fishing, too. I enjoy that as well. Yeah, That's some better. of my favorite. Nothing better. All right. Well, this is Mr. Todd St. John and Nathan Singer. Uh, Todd is one of our Middle Tennessee fishery biologists. He works out of the Region 2 office. And Nathan, he's uh, the Normandy Hatchery Manager. And glad to have you all with us. Oh, we're uh, glad to be it. here. Did you all catch anything back there? Uh, yeah. A few nibbles, yeah. Few I think there's some bluegill in there. We uh, hadn't reeled sure. a big one in yet. But. So, you said you were hoping to catch uh, some crappie that came yeah. out came out of the hatchery, right? I was hoping to catch a big black nose crappie. It sure was. Mm-hmm. Doug, he's got his uh, secret uh, yeah. crappie grub that here for the world to see. So, uh, yeah, Nathan, he's uh, been stocking a lot, and uh, they've been catching a lot they here have. this past it's couple been a good weeks. Year. But, yeah. uh, awesome. None so far for us no, today. None so far. So you're using menace. That's pretty good basic bait to use out here probably that's what i was just going to try under a float and, uh, yeah i had a little slip float rig that you could kind of adjust the depth and uh, nathan and doug they had their uh, jigs Toodles with their secret favorite weapons there soft yeah plastic so uh, well, I, was, garlands I threw a rooster tail a couple times there before we started the show and i had no luck as well so uh, we're still trying to figure it out <laughs> well, it's a little sunny out yeah um so let's start out Todd, talking about these piers um this is a new one that we're standing on here behind us, and you've got one next door here that, that's been there a while and, and served us great there. And tell us about a little bit about, about uh, the background behind this, how it got started while we're building them here and there and, and the fish tractors and things going on here in Normandy. Yeah, I guess uh, so our fishing piers, it's just uh, to provide access, bank access for people that don't have a boat or that just want to come out for an hour or so in the afternoons. And we had started over, uh, Nathan, he had uh, led the, way over at Morris Ferry we built uh, I think we've got like five piers yeah, over there five piers there and then you know the community and the Air Force Base helped out a bunch right the, what lake is that access Woods Reservoir okay Morris Ferry and so yeah it's got a greenway path that connects and uh, yeah that was a p- partnership with the uh, Arnold Engineering Development Center and this project here was a, a partnership with the Tennessee Valley Authority and uh, so uh, same here you know we've got uh, a public access site to boat ramp courtesy dock for the people that have a boat that can fish the lake and mm-hmm. then um, so we built the piers just for bank fishermen to have access as well and aren't there some partnerships on to get these going or are these fully funded by the agency yeah these these two here uh, it was a partnership with the tennessee valley authority okay all right so, uh, that's uh, they had uh, supplied money for us to build these things awesome. so, uh, 
Yeah, it's been was, a good project. There's been some comments, I guess, uh, <clears throat> some new people in the area asking about more of these places, gotcha. uh, especially, uh, uh, I think, uh, one gentleman, he would like to bring his dad out, but his dad's not as mobile, mm -hmm. and uh, so the, the handicap access there uh, is, is really helped, and then we were able to tell him that, you know, there's a really good paved path and uh, access over there at uh, Woods Reservoir. So awesome. maybe that, that helped uh, that fella uh, maybe take his dad out and go fishing. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. We've got uh, Bedford Lake, which is about 10 minutes from here, mm -hmm. one of our agency-owned lakes. And so we've got three fishing piers over there and a lot sure. of developed bank access. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so we've probably got, uh, what, nine ten fishing piers in a real close area so yep. if they're not biting here you can move over there right <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of opportunities a lot of opportunities uh there's some family fishing lakes in middle tennessee and west tennessee and those opportunities kind of offer the same thing you got right. some piers here and there and, and and you can launch a boat some of them you can't run motors on but you can at least launch a boat and get out there and troll around exactly we but. stock catfish and uh, so uh, they are very good places to go and sure. take Kids, family to fish. For yeah. Sure. So also, let's tell them uh, here at Barton Springs, there's a there's a campground right across the way. If you want to camp, that's part of TVA's property there. Right. So you can come out here and camp and and fish and have a good time. Right. Y'all mentioned the river too. Oh yeah, good. Uh, yeah, the uh, Tailwater Normandy Dam is about uh, three minutes down the road here, mm -hmm. and uh, so we stock trout in the Tailwater from uh, November through June, and. Uh, Really good trout fishery. A lot of walleye washed over the dam this winter during the flood events, right. and they caught a lot of walleye down there. So. People enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't think it would be a real consistent thing, but mm -hmm. uh, um, the, the folks that were catching them were pretty tight-lipped about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Secret fishing yeah. Keeping their secrets. But the trout's there all the time. <laughs> right. The trout, the trout are there all the time, yeah. and, and really nice ones. Uh, uh, we were seeing 14, 15 inches yeah. pretty regular Sweet. in there. Wow. Uh, so they're they're growing nicely on the uh, And this is kind of a, a smaller tail. It's Duck River, right? And, and it's kind of a smaller tailwater versus some of these bigger ones that you see mm -hmm. across the state. It's, it feels is. real comfortable to it fish It is. Also, a lot of good access, though, bank access. We allow people to access the tailwater behind Normandy Hatchery, which is several right. uh, couple miles at least. Yeah, it's access. at least a mile in the horseshoe bend there. And it's kind of a unique area. I mean, it's it's almost a refugium for, uh, for um, some of those trout and... Uh, you know they're able to get uh, a little bit of size on them, and um, it's there's some deeper pools that you can't necessarily wade, but uh, yeah. mm. uh, so it's definitely kayakable though, right? You can oh, kayak yeah, or canoe down there, and, mm -hmm. and it, you know it's not only trout as we mentioned walleye, but there's also a few uh, black nose black crappies that wash That's over right. that they're catching back you know. there. So a lot of opportunities. Black around. perch, uh, yeah. you know the red eye rock bass. Yeah. Yeah. Is smallmouth in there very much? A few. Yeah. You know they're they're they tend to be a little bit small. Just because, uh, oh, for whatever reason, maybe there's just not enough forage there in that colder tailwater. But oh, that's, yeah. that's the key, I guess, Yeah, yeah. being so cold. Yeah, It's great. Uh, this is, there's a lot of fishing within a couple of miles of this place. Right. It's great. It's yeah, exactly. Kind of so, fishing. yeah, you can go camp and take off and fish a different spot every day. <laughs> right. so, yeah. yeah, that's That awesome. sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I drove through the, through the campground earlier. I thought, man, this would be a great place to bring the family and just hang out for a weekend, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of opportunities right here. Tell us how how folks can get to the hatchery and, and to these different areas. Can you can you visit the hatchery and, and take tours or anything? Do y'all offer that? Yeah, uh, for organized groups, we like to have uh, you know just a little heads up, and because there sure. there there are times that are are really good to visit the hatchery. That's usually when we're the busiest. Uh, um, when there's uh, fish in the building and eggs hatching and things like that. Right. Um, it's a pretty intensive period, but that's the best time to come. Uh, that's usually later. 
uh, March on up into April, and then again in June, uh, well, the, the late May, uh, we might have some striped bass in the building. Um, but we have an open house. Uh, it's typically the the last weekend, the last Saturday in March. Okay. Uh, it kind of depends on what Mother Nature throws at us. So we don't put a firm date on that. We mm -hmm. put a banner out and uh, send out a little advertisement the week of. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's a nice time. So we, that's just past us, but uh, that'll roll around next year, and you can yes. come out and see the open house. Mm -hmm. So tell folks where, where we're located, uh, if they don't know where Normandy is or, you know, just a rough location. So I would give uh, Normandy is about uh, seven or eight miles from Tullahoma, um, 15 miles from Manchester, Tennessee. Um, if you know where Bell Buckle and War Trace are, mm -hmm. those are equally distant about uh, 15 to 20 miles. Uh, cool. Sort of out in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. Normandy. Yeah, that's great, though. <laughs> it's a good it's a place great, to be. Great place to be. Yeah, yeah we were going to go live stuff. with today's show, but the signal wasn't that great. So you're, you know you're in a good spot when the signal's kind of weak. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so anyway. All right. Well, let's uh, let's chat a little bit more. Uh, I wanted to, to learn about these fish attractors that we're seeing around some of these piers. Did we put those in? Who puts those in, and how's that work? We did put them in, and they're pretty diverse. We've got uh, a lot of different structures here. We've got some... Uh, let me hold that for you. Brush piles that uh, are just some uh, treetop cedar trees that we've piled up to kind of attract fish. Gotcha. We've got uh, river cane. River cane that we've stuck in the bottom and uh, kind of anchored so that it sticks up through the water column. And then uh, we've got the uh, corrugated pop structures that we've right. been building a lot. And mm -hmm. we've placed them underneath the piers so that it'll, the fish will be drawn into them. Oh, and wow. There's, I don't remember how many. We probably put 200 yeah, there's a lot. or so out yeah. around that uh, bigger pier. So, yeah, the goal is to uh, have enough structure to bring fish in to the pier so that people will be able to catch them. And right. one thing about this, being right here at the boat ramp, they have frequent tournaments, and so their weigh-ins are right here, and they're releasing the bass weekly and so they'll swim over here to right. the pier and that gives <laughs> a bank fisher an opportunity yeah, yeah i've seen several seven and eight pound bass that have been caught right. off of this wow. bigger piers. that's gives, awesome gives the bass another opportunity to you know find a home quickly mm -hmm. uh in some deeper water and just sort of you know uh get it get its bearings and then go on out back to back to sea yeah <laughs> well tell us about the corrugated uh, structures. Those are pretty neat. I've seen uh, Barry Cross put together a video of how yeah. those are put together and, and some of the... Uh, they are neat. They are, are quick and efficient to build and uh, they last a long time and it's something that we can build on rather than having to go back and refurbish every year like with Christmas trees and not really mm -hmm get ahead that's what we did for so many years and it is uh, you know they're made that corrugated pop is a number two uh, hdpe high density polyethylene which is the same uh, plastic as you're drinking out of right here it okay. emits there's no uh, nothing uh, toxic about it and uh, it serves a purpose it uh, it's buoyant it the uh, arms of the thing float up and uh, it lasts for a long time and it's uh, it attracts fish. Yeah, it has, a, it has a lot of surface area right. on it to uh, for algae to grow on, which, you know, bugs will graze on it, and then sure. fish will attract to that and yeah. sort of kind of start the whole chain reaction of, you know, small fish, big fish. Right, yeah. yeah. You can step out on this pier in the summer when the water clears, and it's just a whole carpet of bluegill that are hovering yeah. right above those things. Yeah. Wow, so that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. So, they're, yeah, they work. We've built... Uh, out in the lake this winter, we spent a lot of time uh, on several different sites that we have marked either with uh, 
a PVC pole or a GPS coordinate that uh, should be really good um, fish attractors and uh, on humps that have uh, probably uh, 50, 75, even maybe 100 of those that encircle a, a stake bed and uh, mm -hmm. got different types of structures. So, yeah, it, uh, I'm anxious to go fish them myself. <laughs> try them out. We have we have hit them with an electro fishing boat. Nathan can tell you about <clears throat> right. that recently. Yeah, they they really do show up. It's amazing that uh you know how how uh quickly something could uh you know just orient to a structure that's uh, you know on the drawdown reservoirs where you get a lot of exposure in the winter, your uh natural structure tends to uh, decay over time mm -hmm. and uh, so you lose your stump rows and right. things like that so essentially you're just replacing those and uh, it gives gives them uh, shelter and comfort and uh, a location and it just uh, as Todd phrases it you know brings uh, fish and fishermen closer together yeah there you go and it's yeah. not just crappie there are a lot of bass that uh, hover yep. around those things it uh, bass crappie bluegill everything because of the bait fish are there that's right. the key I guess mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, let's jump into what's going on at Normandy. Normandy uh, Hatchery, like we talked about earlier, it's only about a mile down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, what's some of the things that are going on there? Spawning hybrids and some yes, bunch of other stuff. We just finished spawning hybrids uh, with some help. Lyle Mason came down, and uh, and he's a, a very talented and uh, just an expert uh, with those striped bass. He's and been around a long time. He has. He has. And uh, um, so he helped me out, and uh, we were uh, able to spawn a few and um, just uh, create enough uh, fry to satisfy the the state's uh, demand. Um, so that that's pretty exciting. They're in the building right now, and uh, you know, from egg to larva to fry, you know, it takes about four or five days before they can even start feeding. They okay. have a whole kind of like a tadpole. They go through a metamorphosis. Sure. Uh, to you know, uh, as far as developing a digestive tract and uh, a mouth and gills. Uh, uh -huh. Up until this point, they've been breathing from their skin and living off of a yolk sac. Wow. So it's interesting to... But that's cool to watch. It is. It yeah. is. And so they are, uh, they're they're feeding now. We, we hatched brine shrimp, which are the sea monkeys, if you remember those as a kid, <laughs> you know. Um, and they'll they'll feed on those for up to two weeks before we distribute them uh, to other hatcheries and to place in our hatchery ponds to grow out. But uh, yeah, so how big do you grow them before they before they get into the water? Oh, three to four inches. It would is a great uh, a size there. Um, they seem to recruit really well in the reservoirs after that. So uh, we're we're happy if we get three inches. Uh, we sort of go by a number per pound as as opposed to lengths a lot of times. Uh, gotcha. So. Uh, 300 to the pound is a, a good stockable size. Hmm. So those, so they're coming from you guys. Y'all are y'all are, are growing them out, and you're sending them to the other hatcheries to later disperse yeah. across the state. We usually send fry to the other hatcheries, fry, okay, and yeah. you know they'll remain in the ponds for uh, 45 days up to two months, depending, and uh, and then we'll uh, send them out to the to the reservoirs. You know, we'll send them to different hatcheries that are closer to the the uh, lakes that are demanding these fish so it just makes the logistics work out a lot sure, better sure sure they're getting good too I, this was the first year i remember in a long time where you had where they all spawned during the day most of the time with hybrids you have to stay up two or three nights yeah. in a row and it gets hard yeah. and, uh, the baby blind yeah. squirrel finds a nut every <laughs> once in a while it was, it was a really uh, uh volatile spring i would say you gotcha. know we had a lot of flooding and which uh didn't work out so well for us for the walleye, where we normally collect those. Uh, they were uh, 
the water that would normally be 10 foot deep was 45 foot deep so we couldn't collect them but we were lucky enough to find some here in, in Normandy and, mm. and in the tailwater here uh, and then to make hybrids uh, it was uh, it worked out in our favor that we had a lot of flow and we were able to go locally to uh, the Elk River and find the white bass and the striped bass that we needed to cool. to make that happen. Awesome. So that the hybrid, it's a, a striped bass female, the big striped bass, mm -hmm. and then the white bass male that produces that hybrid that exhibits that hybrid vigor that uh, they're really ferocious. So fun to catch. <laughs> fun to catch, <laughs> fun to yeah. catch yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, talk about the walleye, walleye harvest. Uh, you're getting ready to start trying to harvest some for birdfish, is that right? Right, that's right. Uh, we started back in March, uh, middle of March, collecting walleye, and it'll take them a couple of, after we, after we spawn them, it, it takes a couple of weeks for them to hatch. Um, from that point, uh, we move them out into the ponds, and they'll stay 30 days uh, a month, and uh, we'll begin our harvest. And uh, the crew is back at the hatchery now, and they're they're seining in the the walleye ponds just to determine their size and where we mm -hmm. perhaps should start uh, our harvest. But we plan on harvesting next week, cool. uh, beginning that, uh, and that will carry on for a couple of weeks until um, we'll we'll get those fingerlings out, in which they'll be two and a half, three inches, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll drain and clear those ponds, start them back up, and then put our striped bass fry in there and our crappie are spawning out there uh, at this time as well. Well, they're already finished spawning, but we'll then move the crappie fry off of uh, the brood ponds and redistribute them into the into the walleye ponds that, well, that were walleye ponds. So we, cool. we plant two crops on, on the field every year. So when did the walleye hit the water? They hit the water, uh, you know, uh, March, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, May 10th is probably where okay. we're going to be looking at. Cool. You've It'll, got how many ponds now of walleye? We have 14 ponds of walleye. Awesome. Seven, 17 acres in total. And, and what uh, bodies of water, though, where are you going to be oh, sending those? Well, so uh, locally it's Normandy and Thames Ford. Okay. Um, Center Hill Lake. Uh, uh, forgive me, uh, let's see. Chickamauga uh, yeah. gets some. Del um, Hollow. Del Hollow. Uh, Old Hickory. Old Hickory, definitely. Cheatham. Mm -hmm. They're kind so of the middle Tennessee, closest to us before right. you get into East Tennessee. Yeah. Right. Cool. And then before we run out of time, you're completing new ponds. So it got a little expansion going on there? Yes. Uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Um, so we have eight new one-acre ponds. Uh, we have uh, one reservoir pond, which is uh, essentially a, uh, a higher elevation pond that will, uh, the gravity, if we fill that pond, the gravity will um, fill those uh the other ponds and we don't have to rely on pumps it's all gravity fed it's pretty nice that's cool that's yeah. cool well uh doing great work fisheries are always busy uh, like you said not just working in daylight hours y'all are up at all nights and, <laughs> yeah. and working hard to provide opportunities for these fishermen in tennessee and, and we appreciate what y'all do yeah, well, okay. thank you thanks having yeah. a good time doing this it fun so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate y'all coming out and being on the show uh, it was fun to be on location here and, and check out this new pier and all the work that's been going on doug thank you good team jason doing a good job thank you thank you I guess you're tuning in each week, catching up on everything, right? Uh, that's how I learned to fish. <laughs> Not from me. I'm learning from you. Uh, so anyway. Let's go uh, catch some fish. Yeah, hey, these yeah. guys, I don't work there anymore, and I always said good stuff about them. Now that I don't work there anymore, I still say good stuff about that's them. Good. These guys work really hard for fishermen in Tennessee. They, they do. do a great job. Always have. Thanks. Thank you. Yep, they sure do. They sure do. Well, uh, guys, thank you all. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another episode of Tennessee Wildcast. And uh, have a
Why should I go catch some fish? Sounds like a we'll good try. idea. Let's go do it. <laughs> go wear it out. Thanks, guys. All right. See y'all later. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.